Hey, Matt. Hey, Heather. Hey. Uh, you know, today we're doing our uh, music episode. Yeah. We're all just going to kind of play music that we've picked out from some games that we've been playing lately. Yep. And I thought before we get started, we should probably just check to make sure we don't have any overlap. Okay, cool. Because, you know, I, I have some alts in case you guys pick mine, but I just we should just see what we all pick. Okay, yeah. Uh, who, wants to, who wants to kick it off uh, just to uh, get a couple songs out there maybe? Or what, what, what did you pick? Do you want to go, Matt? Yeah, this is what I picked. God damn it. Fucking what? shit. Oh, no. Did you guys pick this too? I'm so fucking pissed off. I I chose this track from from Burnout Paradise. Yeah. He, no, shoot. You're racing ah. cars down the down the PCH and this track's just roaring through your speakers. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I can't think of a better I gaming experience. I chose this track. It's from the ending of Shadow of the Colossus. I was like, this is like the emotional climax of one of the most devastating interactive experiences. This is the track I pulled, and you're fucking playing it, so now I can't I know, play it. I know. I was just I was replaying Red Dead Redemption 2 yesterday, and this came back up, and I was like, oh, this is a good one. I'll play this. I guess I just... Uh, you said you had alts, though, right? Yeah, actually, wait. I Hold on. I do have an alt. Um... This is, uh, you know, you guys, you guys know I, I've gotten back into playing Elden yeah. Ring. Um, and uh, I do, I, I thought it would be fun to just play the main title uh, score from Elden Ring. You guys yeah. know the track. When you boot up the game. Yeah. It's just like, it's so fucking epic. Uh, so I'll, I'll just play it to make sure you guys didn't pick something okay. similar. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. I picked this. This was You picked this? This was my second pick also. Fuck. This is this is Ken's theme from Street Fighter 5. Ah, fuck. We talk about game music and talk over game music plus A your cues this week on Get Played. Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with our fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, along with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Played, the premier video game podcast. We're hitting 2023. We're hitting 2023. With, with a rolling start a la Daytona USA. Wow. Daytona. We're, just, we're, just, we're roaring into it. With a with an episode that if it was like, say, the Naruto anime would be considered canonical filler. 
<laughs> that's most of the shows, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you say most of the most of the episodes and most of the conversation within the episodes? Yeah, yeah, canonical filler. Well, you know, we are the premier video game podcast. That's right, and. I thought that we'd start this episode, the first one we're recording in 2023. Uh, our last episode was banked and recorded in 2022. Fooled ya! I thought we could, we could discuss fooled ya, you fucking marks. Yeah. You suckers. Walked right into our trap. You're embarrassing. You're, uh, I hope you're embarrassed. You make me fucking Embarrassed about sick. yourself. I'm disgusted. Take your earbud, earbuds out and fucking reevaluate your life for a second. Go touch grass, sweetie. Mute your car stereo. Pull over to the side of the road. Just sort of think about what you did. Heather, you do one. I, I'm, I'm not tracking. Heather, this. come on. What are we doing? What are we saying? We're roasting the somebody? listeners for falling for it. Falling rack your, for rack your dumbbells. Take off your fucking headphones. Heather, come just on. Sort just of, do one. Just sort of sit on a bench for a second at the gym where you're listening to this. Oh, they deserve like, it. Oh, I Fuck. see. I see. Fuck. I see. Um, why don't you? Put your dick back in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too many people are gonna <laughs> go go wash your hands and dip them in wax. <laughs> Here and maybe. sit sit on a couch in the middle of the street. You piece of shit. Yeah, there you go. There that, you go. Fucking got him. You fell for it. So we are the premier video game podcast, <laughs> and. I thought that we should begin by talking about one of the best video games of 2022. Of course, I mean Avatar The Way of Water. Wow. <laughs> wow. What a game. What a game. What I a loved game. It. I loved it. I loved it. I loved playing it. Um, the visuals are fantastic. You know, the story uh, was, was good. Um, it was good. <laughs> What's cool to me is that you can either choose to do the side quest with the big whale or you can try and brute force that final confrontation without the character assist. Right. It's up to you. Um, yeah, it's up. It's really up to you, the viewer slash player on which uh, which ending you want. Yeah, there's a there's a fucking this is the thing, like it's just, and and I think this was maybe your observation, Heather, of just like it feels so video gamey in terms of the way it progresses. There's a new RPG town scene, like they get to yeah. a new town and are like, oh, let's look at this new town for a little bit. They sort of walk around. Oh, the floors are bouncy. That's something. Yeah. Oh, here's where the fish are. Oh, we can ride these things. I, I yeah, I, fucking. I love want it. all of the riffing we do here to be. Under the umbrella of admiration and love, 100%. the amount of fucking work that went into this movie is truly, it's unbelievable. I sat through the credits and there's sections of the credits that are just a wall of names, not yeah. the names in the middle. It's like, like as if you're at the Vietnam Memorial scrolling above yeah. you in IMAX. Yeah. Like it's gigantic. And I also don't think that I, I feel like people have lost sight of the completely artificial and invented ecosystem that has to be fully believable for the film to function. Yes. Like you have to buy every fish. You yes. cannot be distracted by any individual fish that swims past camera. There were times watching it, playing it, excuse me, where 
I like forgot that it wasn't real. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking right. so good. Because well, yeah, yeah, I watched a clip. I watched a clip of James Cameron talking about this. This, and he was just like, "Yeah, I think a lot of filmmakers forget about is just like beauty, of just like, hey, this is beautiful. Let's just look at this for a little bit, mm-hmm. and yeah, let's I, let's forget I, I, about an artificial construct like plot, and just be like, he, here's a cool image to look at for a while." He he said that sort of thing in like multiple interviews because he also talked about getting the note that they needed to trim the flying sequences, right? And he was like. No. Yeah. And the uh, and the execs were like, well, but it doesn't service anything. And he's like, it services joy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, we're fucking flying. You don't get to do that. So let's fly for a little bit. Yes. And I'll say yeah. um, that Atreus walked so Spider could run. Thank you, Matt. And that's all I'll say about that. We no, should, I, I guess we should have like capped this at spoiler. We we should have entered spoiler country immediately because I talked about the finale. I think we're fine, and I don't know if the we'll Navi have like a cowboy point. equivalent. Hopefully, that's explored more in the next in the next one. Yeah, the cowboy Navi, the old west I, Navi. Yeah, I've heard the next one features no joke evil fire Navi. Yes, I've heard about the fire type Navi. The ash, the ash, ash Navi. Yeah. And that there's sounds some, so cool. That sounds fucking I, awesome. <laughs> I can't remember if I sent you this, but there was a Reddit thread of uh, concept art from one of the canceled Pandora. I think it was like a mobile game or, or an MMO, but it was one of the canceled projects that had a bunch of character art, a bunch of concept art. And one of the concept art was for like, here's a, here's a Navi that lives at the, like their home tree is at the foot of a volcano. Or the base of a volcano, and like they look, yeah, I think that could have been like the Ash Navi. They've got kind of like a, a yellow bring hue. Bring it, yeah, bring it's it. Fucking great. I'm into it. Anyway, yeah, I've seen it three times in theaters. So I've wow, have you really? I have, yeah. Oh man, I'm I I want to go again. I'm gonna I'm gonna it, pull it up benefits and, from a rewatch and watch it uh, uh, in the middle of the morning, so that there are very few people in there. Yeah, I'd like to see it again. Masked as well. up, goggled, IMAX, high frame rate. No, maybe Can't I'll go wait. tomorrow. Yeah, I just, made that, I just made that plan right now on the, on the Matt, show. If, if you go tomorrow, um, I hope that we're both in the same theater, but don't talk to each other. Yeah, that's good. That sounds good. <laughs> I won't see you there. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just happy that, and I know that Avatar is now a Disney IP, right? Like, I, I sure. understand that. But I'm happy that there is a person in the Hollywood machine who still walks up with his own IP and is like, we're making this. And then it does well. Yeah. Like 100%. That that makes me happy as a person who once moved here for a dream and now has, you know, buried that dream. Just in a in an unmarked grave, on the outside of of the valley, just you're, just you're, given up. Your dream wasn't to have a middling video game podcast. Uh, middling, middling. It what middling? <laughs> premiere. Sorry, premiere. Yes, Indep- independent publishers write about us all the time, Nick. <laughs> This is, uh, this is, again, this is the premier video game podcast. That's right. I shouldn't have said middling. It's not true. <laughs> this is the premier video game podcast, and part of that is that we talk about some video games we're playing at the moment 
It's been a little bit since we've been recording, so guys, what are you playing? What are you playing? Guys! I met a lady. What? Wow. Wow, Resident Evil Merchant. Yeah. Love is in the air. All right. Love is in the air. Almost. It's almost February. And you know what? Resident Evil Merchant's goal is to have a lady by Valentine's Day. Okay, you said you met a lady. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm dating. I'm dating. You are now. dating. Okay. Play right. in the field. Oh, you're dating around. Okay. Resident Evil Merchant, can I ask? Are you on the apps? I'm on the apps. Yeah, I have to Photoshop a lot. I mean, like, I got to. Oh, people don't, don't like that. There's not a lot of photos of me with a, with a background that's not alarming. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I think, uh, and this is not, uh, you know, a criticism necessarily, but your posture often when you're photographed uh, leaves a lot to be desired as well. You know, you're usually cloaked and and, uh, and covered up quite a bit. So, That's what I would say is the main issue is really we're only seeing the your eyes and the bridge of your nose. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people can't get a sense of you physically. No, no. Mask up in 2023. The pandemic's real and it's still happening. La Plaga is still out there. La Plaga. <laughs> but yeah, I, a, I agree I, with I, you, I, but I'm just saying like from in terms of like, hey, this is a visual representation of what you'd be dating. Are you giving me notes? You fictionalized a wife. <laughs> My wife's real. She's a real person. So you're you're in a room that's somehow dark in the middle of the day. Look, I have some lighting issues with my camera. We don't need to bring that up. Are, are you in a Buffalo Bill situation, Nick? And, and uh, Natalie's the Buffalo Bill. Don't make me the fucking weird one <laughs> when we're talking to a like a partially human. Like broker of ammunition. No, all right. Don't make help. me the fucking weird one here. It's not weird if you need help. I was just asking if you need uh, nothing's, help. Nothing's. I don't need help. I'm the normal person here. Resident Evil Merchant is the fucking weirdo. Okay. Okay. You know, Nick doth protest too much, but uh, uh, Resident Evil Merchant. Um, yeah. What are you looking for in a in, in a partner? Great well, question. Height. Tall. Uh, height. Height. I gotta be tall. Okay. I'm a, I'm a tall man. Yeah, you're usually hunched, but I could see that you probably have some, you know, you're 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 probably six foot or high or taller. Now I'm no yeah, matchmaker. I'm six, seven and a half. Oh my uh, goodness. Wow. I said I'm no matchmaker. You could have been a baller. You could have been What's a baller. You could have been a baller. You could have been playing basketball. I could have been a baller. Any sport with a but ball instead, really benefits from a tall I stand person. next to a barrel and ask, what are you buying? <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I I'm no matchmaker, but you're you're yeah. looking for tall. Yeah. There's someone in your own franchise that's a tall lady. Oh, wow. From Resident Evil 8 Village. Oh, that lady with the hat? Yeah, Lady Dimitrescu. I haven't found her on the apps. Well, she's probably. That'd be my guess. She's a hot commodity. Yeah, and she might not even be like somebody who's like trying to settle down, you know? Yeah, who knows? But I mean, yeah, that's the, the like a nine foot tall woman. Seems to be in in demand these days. Hey, you know what? That's kind of the 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 spider kitty relationship. He's he's got a giant woman of his own. That's right. You think you ship them, huh? Yeah. I, oh, I ship them big time. <laughs> Resident Evil Merchant. Have you seen Avatar: The Way of Water? <laughs> Not allowed in theaters yet, but I'm turning okay. my life around. Okay. Yeah, I think if I saw you like with you know your big trench coat and like a backpack that's just like completely stuffed. I would be like, let's not let that guy in a theater. No. I don't know what also, he's going to do. I mean, like, 
I'm in between houses, in between locations. Sure. So I don't really have a place to drop off all that ammunition. And nobody wants that walking into a movie theater. Of, obviously yeah. not. No. no. And can I just give you a piece of advice? If you're looking for somewhere to live and you're trying to date, I think you need to get your life in order first and then you can get your heart in order. You mean work on me before I work on... I think so. I think this goal, it's nice to have a goal. It's nice to have love in your life. But I think people will know how to love you if you know how to love yourself. Yeah, and, and, and love shouldn't be a class privilege. No. But I mean, that's, that's the reality of this, you know, this, this society is yeah. probably... And you deserve I just want to say I've come a long fucking way since last year. So this is I, true. I feel like you guys owe me a little cred. I think I'm impressed. I'm impressed yeah. you pulled things together. I mean, look, it seems like you've I committed a fucking plane for New that, Year's. I know. That's what I was gonna say. It for seems like New you've Year's. committed crimes, which I don't endorse. I don't think that's good. But you're on the other side of it. I do believe in redemption, and I hope things look up for you this year. I hope you do find love. Thank you. I hope you found love. And what are you playing? Wow. Uh, well, I, I would like to begin things with uh, with Heather. And because I'm curious if uh, if you've just been playing Fortnite or if you found some other things that tickle your fancy. I've been playing this month's We Play You Play, which have we announced? Hell yeah, we have. We, did, we yeah. have. It's Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers. So I've put in. I don't know how it's happened, but Sonic Frontiers has not eliminated, but loosened the grip of Fortnite on my consciousness. I love this. Um, I, you know, I know we're going to go more in depth about it, but I, I'm really enjoying the game. And I didn't expect, <laughs> I mean, like I did yeah. not expect to like it. Yeah. And, and, and I, uh, I showed a little bit to Mary um, and she was like, wait, this is Sonic? And I'm like, yeah. And I stopped running. And like, she's like, it looks like he's in the, it looks like they dropped him into a different game. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's like, he looks stupid in there. <laughs> um, and that is, so here's my, my initial impression of Sonic is there's not a lot, lot of dead space in the game. I You can do stuff constantly. And that is, while that's not combat, interactive in, interactivity with a game is like my, you know, minimum bar of experience. Sure. And you can constantly do shit in Sonic Frontiers. And I think that that's why it has helped me spend a few moments outside of Fortnite. That being said, God damn, Fortnite is a good game. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. This this week, as of record, Final Fantasy First Soldier shut down. Right. Um, and I don't know if that's because they couldn't find the uh, user base that they needed. Um, I don't know why they only uh, released it on mobile. What an insane choice. But also, there is, um, there was a lot of uh, press about insider trading linked to First Soldier, and I'm wondering if the criminal investigations have anything to do with the shutting down of the game. Um, Possible, uh, because Yuji Naka, 
creator of Sonic, has been arrested and indicted for insider trading <laughs> linked to Final Fantasy First Soldier. That feels like fan fiction that I wrote about my last year's interests. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I want a detective story uh, about video games. I, you know, I, I've always been a Sega girl, so Sonic could be involved. But also, I, I start off the year with like an obsession with Final Fantasy for a soldier. So let's incorporate that. It feels like a like a fever dream, right? Um, but for a soldier was a Fortnite like, and Fortnite remains incredible. Uh, I have every time I every time I get to squat up with people who I kind of um, orbit in the industry. Like mm -hmm. I'm not close friends with anybody that I squat up with. Not only are we good as a group, but it reminds me of the heyday of playing Halo with friends. Wow. Like online friends and, and have like being able to communicate, hey, you know, there's like, I've learned to use the compass to help point out where enemies are. Like you'll say 264 West and that's, and that is a point on the compass that helps you locate. And like all of that stuff is like a new uh, layer of skill that you can incorporate into the game to help your team work as a squad. I fucking love it, man. I wish that there was like, um, you know how there's like Hollywood family feud and stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Or I wish there was like uh, an esports tournament that was not for people who were legitimately esports people. Yeah, right. But were like raising money for charity, like Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah, and then I could like drop in as like, "Hey, it's a Hollywood writer playing Fortnite," and then I I wouldn't be like just stomped sure, by. Yeah. Uh, by esports people, because it would be so much fun to squat up on uh, in like a larger tournament setting. You um, can make that happen. You know, this is just like a thing you can do. No. <laughs> yeah, Nick, have you ever thought of that? <laughs> no. You just be on Twitch and be like, "Hey, I'm and gonna you know, get some the truth is, Hollywood friends if together." If somebody's listening to this, game. to the show and is like, "That's a great idea," I'm gonna organize that. The chances of me being available for it are very low. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy you found this game in 2022. I'm happy it's continuing to bring you joy. And uh, and I'm happy that this month's game isn't a slog for you. Matt, what are you playing? Okay. I have some updates. Because last we spoke, which was in the year of our Lord 2022 on the show. That's right. I had said I completed 20 games in that year. Before the end of the year... I added two more to that list. Incredible. I finished The Quarry, which is fantastic. It's such a fun uh, game. It's a, uh, what would you call that? It's like a, uh, it's like a telltale, like Walking Dead style type game. That's is, Would you call it a modern pointing uh, click adventure? I don't know what you'd call that kind of game. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like kind of, this is a horror game. game, right? Yeah. And so, and it's kind of a, I, I mean, I haven't played it. You're the one who played it, but it's like, it's, it's largely just like character based, right? Like you're following a bunch of characters at a summer camp or something. Yeah. You're uh, a bunch of counselors at a summer camp uh, who are there a night too long and it gets scary. It's Classic really good. A uh, bunch of different characters. They're all actors you recognize. I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. And somehow... I accidentally got the like best ending. Like I just I, what a feeling. Yeah, it was. Wow. I happened to stumble into what is regarded as the best ending, which is great. Um, and I highly recommend it. I don't know if it's like worth it at the current price point. Uh, you know, it's a standard. Uh, it's like fifty bucks or whatever. Uh, but if you see it on like a deep discount or something, I think it's worth it. It's only like ten hours long, so. You could, uh, but you can. There's lots of replay value. You could play it on the couch with like somebody and pass the controller back and forth. Uh, it's 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 really really fun. Um, so that was one of the games I finished. I also finished Pokemon Scarlet. Wow. Wow. So I finished I finished that, and you know, it has its problems. I did have some fun playing it. I think. I have I have a lot of thoughts about what they need to do, but you know we don't got time. Uh, we don't got time for it. I think they need to. Uh, they got to scrap the whole thing, not the game, but the model for the next game. I don't think it needs to be. You have to go through and get eight badges uh, and defeat the elite four. I'm done with that as a storytelling device. I think you could just do a regular RPG set in the world of Pokemon, where and you just have a quest. Just give, just do it as a quest type game. Right. It could be like Dragon Quest Eleven or something, but with Pokemon, or like a Final Fantasy, right. but with Pokemon. It doesn't need to have the structure of you're within this, uh, you know, organization. You have to do this, all this, or and you can run into enemies. Team Rocket or whatever can still be uh, a villain, an antagonist in the, uh, just in, in the world uh, that you happen to come in, uh, come across uh, from time to time. The the way they did it was. You can do it in any order, and I don't think the way they did it worked. It just it just didn't work uh, for me. Um, but all that said, do you mean do yeah. you mean because of like is the way it's balanced or whatever? I mean, because sometimes that that's that's the whole thing when you the if the world's too open and you know there isn't level scaling or anything, then it can be like oh well I I'm overpowered for this. You know, when I would I get to this gym or whatever, yeah. it was that sort of situation or because I, I don't think any of the gyms scale with you. So they're all sort of like us uh, at a level and you can kind of take them. But it also doesn't take a lot to level up either because sure. all of your Pokemon gain experience all the time. Uh, so it's just it's, it's just one of those things like your main one gains more in a battle, but or the one that you used uh, gains more in a battle. But uh, your whole party levels up simultaneously um are, are any of the new mon uh instant classics for you i couldn't tell you i like you're not wow. really encouraged to the in pokemon fuck? legends arceus you're encouraged to capture uh, as many pokemon as you see basically because you can catch in the overworld without engaging in a battle uh but in sure. in this game you have to engage in a battle but you can see all the Pokemon in Overworld. I would just avoid a lot of them. I was like, I have a team that I don't really care about, but I'm just going through this game. 
And then later on, I'd catch a higher level Pokemon and replace them uh, if I needed it. Um, but it wasn't, I, I don't know. And none of the new Pokemon really stuck out. I liked my starter, Fuecoco, uh, who was a, a, a fire alligator who turned into like a sort of like clown opera singer or something. Uh, sure. That tracks. Yeah. What? Um, I really liked his character design though. Uh, but those are the two games I finished before the end of the year. My first game of 2023 that I finished, Limbo. Whoa. You're I, fucking stud, Matt. Yeah, I know. I had never played Limbo. I love Inside. Yeah, it's great. And I was like, oh, I'm going to play Limbo on my Steam Deck because I got it for like $1.97 or something. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to play that. I fucking love Limbo. Limbo is so great. I don't know if you messed around with it. It's a little more obtuse than um, uh, than Inside, but effectively it, it plays the same. It predates Inside. Yes. It's, it's, it's a little bit more like a, a you know, prototype for... Not, not quite a prototype. No, but game, if... But of, of Inside, yeah. Limbo is a game... Uh, like Limbo's the first game. Inside is like Super Limbo, kind of, where it's sort of like here's a little more. There you um, go. Yes, uh, and it's 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 fantastic. Plays great on the Steam Deck. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I just couldn't put it down. I just started playing it. I was like, I'm just gonna finish this, and that's like a short four hour game. Uh, but I I really loved that quite a bit. And right now, here's what I'm currently playing, and then we'll move on to you, Nick. Okay, great. I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West. On PS5. I'm also playing the, you know, the We Play, You Play, but I'm sneaking in some Horizon Forbidden West. I messed, a lot of fans, a lot of listeners have been asking me, have you tried out Roller Drum? Are you going to try out Roller Drum? When are you going to play Roller Drum? I got Roller Drum. Wow. I messed around with it a little bit, and I fucking love it. It's great. I haven't gotten too far into it, but it's it's a fantastic game. Uh, Tony Hawk-like physics and... uh, you're on roller skates, so you can do little tricks and stuff, but it also has shooting. So, Heather, it might be a kind of your game, too. It's really good. Uh, is it multiplayer? Is that how it plays? Uh, I don't think it's multiplayer. Uh, okay. it, might, it might have a multiplayer element, but I haven't, uh, I haven't messed around with it uh, that much. Um, and So it's more a single-player campaign? You're going through levels? Yeah, and there's, like, objectives in each stage where, you know, have to, uh, you know, you can sort of like in a Tony Hawk game where there's different objectives. Um, and I'm also... My nighttime game right now on my analog pocket because I wanted a solid Pokemon experience. Mm. I'm playing Pokemon Fire Red, the Game Boy Advance Ooh. remake of the original games, which I had never messed around with because I was like, well, I have Pokemon Red. I'll just play that. Sure. Right. right. The remake is so good. It's great. <laughs> and there's stuff in it that I wish still existed in current Pokemon games. You start the, your, your, you continue your save file. It's like, hey, this is what you were doing last time. And it shows you like step by step, like you went here, you went here, you did this, and this is now sort of what you're doing. And then it, then it leaves you off and it's great. Um, and, and, and that's it for me. That's quite a bit. But those are my updates. That's enough, yeah, man. That's a lot. That's a lot. More than enough. Yeah. Too much, some might say. I, I had some time. <laughs> That Dragon Quest Eleven does that too, where yeah. you, you resume and it kind of gives you a story. Like, here's what happened last time. It's just like, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, and you know what? What else has a version of that? Although it's you know you kind of have to go into, you have to find the story summary, uh, in the UI. But uh, the game I'm going to discuss, Persona Five Royal. Wow. Before I get into that, 
I will say, people keep pestering, has Weiger finished Sekiro? Weiger said he was going to finish Sekiro. I'm not playing Sekiro. I'm playing Sekiro right now. I'm going to play Sekiro today. Wow. It's fucking great. It's so fun. I'm going to save my thoughts for when I finish it, which I am going to do. But that's first up on my list this year is finishing Sekiro. So I am going to do that. It was first up on uh, your list last year. I just want to yeah, remind that, you. It was first up on my list last year. And some things, some shit got in the way, okay? <laughs> Fucking Elden Ring came out, all right? In February. So what am I supposed to do? Not play Elden Ring? We do, we're doing an episode about Elden we Ring. We had to do it. And we didn't even finish it then. We finished it later. Nick, have you finished Elden yeah. Ring? I'm going to finish Elden Ring. That's next up on my list. <laughs> Sekiro's first. <laughs> But last on my list for last year was Persona 5 Royal, which I did finish. I did roll credits on. Total playtime, 143 hours and 57 minutes. Uh, that was my post-game save. Wow. A lot of gaming invested into this. A full month of work. You're working a full-time <laughs> job for a month. You would finish Persona 5 Royal. That's how much time I invested into this staggering masterpiece one of the best JRPGs I've ever played. Just a fucking incredible game. I absolutely loved it. I, I don't regret a second. Yeah, it's a little bloated at times. Yeah, it's got some dialogue sequences that go on and on. And that is largely because I feel like it's so, you know, entrenched in an anime aesthetic. And, you know, we we, we, we know how anime tends to be a little bit verbose. But, and speaking of which, I also am watching the Persona 5 anime now. Persona 5 The Animation, which I would recommend to anyone who maybe doesn't like this style of... Uh, you know, doesn't like the style of gameplay, but maybe just wants to see what the story is all about and and what the world is all about, uh, because uh, it's it's a really well realized version of this. But I I absolutely love this game. I'm so glad I finished it. I'm so glad I, I played it through to the end. I, to monologue about this a little bit. Go on, Heather, please. I I have a a, a, a sort of a tangential related story about um Persona which I would love to interject here. Please. And that is that uh, I brought my Steam Deck with me on my vacation uh, and had an 11-hour flight and was so excited to pour 11 more hours into Persona, but the Wi-Fi was down on the plane, so there was no way for me to sign into my Steam account to verify that I owned the game, and thus I wasn't able to play anything on my Steam Deck on an airplane. It made me so angry that I am considering restarting Persona on the Switch so that in the future, if I have a trip again, uh, I, I can guaranteed play the game that I own. Mm -hmm. Huge deficit of the Steam Deck. I'm surprised that there isn't a way to just go into offline mode in advance of like getting on an airplane or something like that. Maybe there is. Maybe you can start the game... Uh, verify while you have Wi-Fi and then pause and turn off the Steam Deck so that it doesn't need to re-verify. But that's an insane thing to have to do to play a video game that you own. Uh, well, I'm I'm sorry about that, Heather. I'm sorry that you, you missed out because I didn't go anywhere on vacation. I spent my <laughs> vacation on at Kichioji and uh, Jinbocho and the Velvet Room within the world of Persona 5 Royal. And uh, let, let, me, let me just talk about why why I think this game works so well. First off, about the combat system. And I'm curious if you if you agree with uh, with this, Heather, as, as our resident uh, final uh, fighting game expert. Visually, it kind it reminded me as I was playing it more of like a fighting game approach to combat, a perpetually busy screen in terms mm -hmm. of like, you know, if you're playing like a fighter, a fighting game, 
It's got like, you know, so many stats are flashing, so many gauges. Uh, things will fly into the, the, the screen from the corner, from the edges. Um, you know, like you get a certain combo and you get some sort of a, 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 a special bit of, of, of effect that will pop up on screen. That's what Persona has. It's just a dizzying array of effects and numbers. It's just an overwhelming barrage of visual information that keeps it from being stale and stagnant. That keeps this thing that you're basically, you know, clicking menu options and seeing how much, seeing what your dice roll is. Uh, but it, it presents that in a way where it's active and engaging. Uh, apparently, and part of that is that. One thing that is active is the gunplay, uh, which is uh, one thing I read is that Persona 5 Royal added uh, a revised element from the Persona 5 Vanilla, which was that you would have to you would run out of ammunition after combats. And here in Persona 5 Royal, at the start of every combat, you have a full, uh, you know, arsenal of ammunition, which lets you, you know, shoot enemies, blast away as much as you want. That's very effective uh, in terms of, of just keeping you hooked. And uh, and making it feel like, again, you're not just like like cycling through menu options. You eventually reach a point where you have a, 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 an ability that sometimes let you to ambush an enemy and you can just start blasting from the outset, which is super duper fun. Cool. But also things like Morgana, who is your the your your the the cat mascot who's not a cat uh, who keeps popping into the corner of the screen, who will like scold you for missing or give you encouragement, like looking cool, Joker, if you pull off a cool move. Yeah. Um, uh, or Futaba, another character, will uh, you know who comes in later will pop in randomly as a full screen disruption and boost all your stats. Uh, all that shit is just so overwhelming in an engaging way. And speaking of how the combat plays, so one thing I don't think I got into last time was the one more system, which is that if you stagger an enemy by by targeting their vulnerability or hitting them with technical damage, which is if you hit them with a specific type of damage after you've hit them with status effect, you get another attack. And one thing you can do, you can either attack with that same character, but the 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 usually the better tactical move is to baton pass, which lets you give a, a, a give your attack to a different different character in your party and also give them a stats boost. So give them additional combat power and, you know, additional, uh, sometimes additional healing, additional SP, which is like your mana pool. And as you progress, you can eventually reach the point where if you're if you're staggering a different enemy with each of these attacks, you can cycle through all of your party members. And by the time you get to the last one, that attack is free and does an overwhelming amount of damage. And that ends up being like a really great, you know, uh, a strategic thing to have in your arsenal. And it's just super duper fun. And one thing I'll say without spoiling the story, but combat wise, the towards the end game of the royal content that really comes into play. And it's so fun and it's so rewarding. It's not a, it's not a challenging game, but it's a game that like rewards you for playing it according to its rule set. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like the, you know, j just the way that that combat is structured. Uh, consumables actually matter, which is a big thing. You don't just have like a, a huge stash of items that you never end up using. Like you, you benefit a lot in combat from, from deploying those. Uh, you know, I, I talked about the vulnerable abilities and resistances and the status effects and technical damage. That's all great. That does, I will say, it does kind of degrade during the end game of the regular Persona 5 campaign uh, because so many enemies have just resistances to everything. Uh -huh. And, you know, you can't hit with status effects. But by the time it gets to the Royal Condit, it completely redeems that. So because so what ends up happening during the, the end game of the, the base game is that it's just like... 
you know, it, it just you just end up going to a, a handful of attacks and trying to get crits as much as possible, because that's the only way you can deal a large amount of damage to some of these bullet sponges. Um, one boss fight I do think is kind of like a, a you know, a, a, a difficulty spike slash more of an annoyance spike than anything. But the Okumura boss fight, who is a character who is at the end of one of the palaces and the palaces for anyone who doesn't remember from last episode or hasn't played the game, the palaces are like the big dungeons that kind of anchor each chapter. And each of those has a, as a kind of head of the palace who is the big boss. So this boss has, he like deploys uh, four different enemies of the same type in waves. And those enemies are on uh, in that combat for two rounds and then they retreat if you don't destroy them all in this in within those two rounds. And it just becomes a thing where they since they all have different vulnerabilities, you have to keep swapping party members in and out. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the ability to swap party members in and out, which you might not have if you haven't uh, 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 built a, a social link with the right character at that point. Yeah. Then, you know, you, you could. And I think that's what happened with you, Matt. Yeah. You ended up in that situation. I got to build um, up and that, that link. Be, that, that makes it even more challenging because you know your different party members have different persona that you that target different vulnerabilities and since each wave has different vulnerabilities you really can't do the damage output to knock them all out and to to uh, within that 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 span those those two rounds before they flee and then they get re uh, resuscitated so it just it just becomes this uh, this enormously annoying thing. I think it takes the, the two of you because this is, this is the one part of the game where I failed multiple times. I think it takes the two of you after I finished it that is like this is like maybe the most challenging JRPG boss fight that's not like bonus content. That's not like going after like yeah. one of the weapons in Final Fantasy VII. That's just like like just like as part of the game that I that I've ever encountered. I, you know, I'm not sure if I stick by that, but it's certainly perhaps the most annoying. It's just a fucking really really. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it 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 almost bounced me off of the game, but I'm glad I powered through it because the story is so epic, engaging, and gripping. Um, it's episodic, but the episodes each based around a palace, like all inform the main story. And, you know, they also, they all inform the relationships between your party members and NPCs. Uh, There's so much fucking shit going on in this game that I've talked about this at length on two episodes. And this is the first time I've brought up uh, Igor and the twin wardens who are like twin, (laughs) like nine year old girls with matching eye patches who imprison you. And one of them is really mean to you. And the other one is a little bit more coddling. Uh, I like the mean one more. Um, hmm. That's my own fucked up psychosis. Uh, but like uh, the, uh, you know, hmm. and th- like part of how you evolve is essentially the, the way you evolve your Pokemon, your persona. Yes. Uh, in this game is you fuse them. But the method of fusing is these twin nine year old girl prison wardens with eye patches take two different persona, uh, put them into guillotines yeah. and behead them. And then their spirits fuse into a new entity. It's just fucking. It's like it's totally batshit when you when you're actually real like processing what's going on. And the, uh, but it's cool. And the frustrating thing that can happen there. Well, there's two sides of it, right? Because like sometimes mm-hmm. you can you you can see the fusion of what's going to come out, and so that's yes. usually what you're anticipating. Sometimes you can get something better than that on accident, which is cool. But yeah. Sometimes you can get something shitty, and that sucks. I hate that. <laughs> Well, yeah, but if you get something shitty, eventually what you can do is, first of all, you can use refuse uh, put it. them in the you can put them in the electric chair. Yeah, yeah, and then the electric chair turns them into an item, 
Or you can put them at the gallows, and the gallows, when you execute them by hanging, you can use that to power up a different persona. Anyway, it's 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 grim and it's insane, um, but it's wonderful because it's one of those games that just you know I, I talked about the combat overwhelming you. It it just overwhelms you with how much stuff is in here, how much like how many crazy fucking ideas, uh, and uh, I love all of that. Um. I'm 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 rambling because I could talk about this all day, but I'll, I'll I'll skip ahead to the romance side of things because one thing I didn't talk about when we did our Persona Five Royal uh, We Play You Play is who I dated and why. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing: you are a the player character is a like 17 year old high school student, and some of the available romance options are adult women. One of them is your teacher. One of them is a doctor. Yeah, that was mine. Uh, yeah, Matt Matt dated his doctor. Yeah. His adult doctor. Yeah. And let's say um, uh, my prescription was filled. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, there's another. I think there's another adult option, too. It's It's like... I ruled those out because I just was thinking in terms of like, this feels strange. Maybe culturally, this is more okay, you know, in, in Japan, but it just felt weird to me. And I just wasn't into my high school, uh, uh, like my 17 year old kid uh, dating an adult woman. Uh, so those were off the table. Uh, there was also a, there's another character, uh, Futaba, who, without revealing exactly what her context is, she's younger than you. To like, I think she's like two years younger than you, and kind of views your character as a big brother. And I read that somewhere that she's like one of the preferred waifus. Like people go for Futaba or Makoto, mm -hmm. and I was just like, it, it, this just feels weird. This feels like a weird power dynamic with Futaba. Uh, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna rule her out as well. So that took me to uh, Makoto. Uh, An, Lady An, uh, who Morgana fancies, um, uh, Haru, uh, who you meet pretty late in the game, and those are all party members, and I was just kind of like, first of all, Makoto wants to be a cop, which was a big, like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, did, I like her as a character, but I just don't know if I want to date a cop girl. Yeah, you're already and, um, well within the uh, confines of the prison industrial complex when these exactly. fusions, you can't go further. Yeah. <laughs> Dating an officer of the law. <laughs> right, 100%. Haru, you just meet so late in the game. She's a very useful party member. I think, a, a you know, like a, a, a good target for romance. But you meet her like hour 80 or something. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, by this point, I've already got other stuff going on. And then uh, Lady On is just kind of like, she's just not my type physically. And kind of like, you know, she's uh, she's also like kind of like an airhead. And so I wasn't into that. So I ended Get up her. going for, uh, <laughs> I ended up going for uh, Hifumi Togo who is the character who is the uh she plays shogi the japanese chess game and she's a first off she's a very useful npc she gives you the ability to swap out your party members mid battle uh which i talked about was very useful for the okumura boss fight but also just useful in general so i ended up building her social link regardless so that was helpful but also i was like she's like you know she's she's got a skill and she's fucking weird. Um, she's socially awkward. This works for Weiger. So yeah, I ended up romancing uh, uh, Hifumi. She was she was Weiger's waifu, and uh, worked out great. Had a wonderful time. Wow. Um, the post game is so extensive in this. Uh, there's so much going on. Even after you finish the royal content, there's just like there's there's just more to it. What if there was like there's no post game? It's just done. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you know what else it has uh, it does really, really well? The music, which brings us to this week's topic, music from what we've been playing. Wow. Music from what we've been playing. Oh. Uh, we we, we discussed. Am I the lead on this? No, we discussed earlier that we didn't need you for this segment. Um, we were kind of we're, we're like confused why you were sticking around in the studio after earlier. Yeah, you like just better pretzels. You for guys pretzels? Got, you got these, these little bowl of pretzels here just biding my time. Uh, feel free to take those to go, you know, if you want to fill up one of the Ziploc bags or something. Yeah, you're kind of making us anxious because I've seen you sort of just standing there for the last, uh, what, 40 minutes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like you're about to say something. And it's like, just say it. Music from... Okay. What are you playing? All right, I, I'm going to clock out, guys. That was great. You don't have to tell us everything that you're going to do. It's okay. We got it. You're also, you don't have to clock in and clock out. We're, we're, we pay you a flat rate per appearance. You're Wait, not, do, you're not is an that, hourly. Is that true? Schedule. Yeah, it's not like you're like, oh, you were here a little bit longer. You get more pay. But you do one thing. Why am I telling you guys my life story then every time? Why are you was, doing that? Why well, I thought I was, I was getting it, you know, like if I drew it out a little bit. Oh, you're trying to stretch in yeah. the hopes of bloating your paycheck. Have you noticed that it's the exact same amount every week? Well, yeah. Regardless? I, I exist in like uh, hyper blackouts. So like, mm, okay. I, I, you know how like the world disappears when you blink? It's like, it's like that. It's as if you, you cut out the frames or slowed down a movie. It's like a shutter we experience. We don't even have time to unpack what you just said. All right. You guys World get at it. I'm, gonna, when you I'm blink? just going to clock out over here. Okay, all right. Uh, take, take some pretzels to go. Yep. Thanks, Resident Evil Burchard. Got it. Who who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. I'll, I'll I'll wait to go because I've I just fucking rambled for way too okay. long. Uh, Why don't you start us off? Okay, Matt? I'll start us off. You know, I was talking about some of the problems uh, within Pokemon Scarlet. Pokemon Violet Scarlet. The music is not one of them. Mm. The music is fantastic. And wow. so why don't we hear a little bit of Los Platos Corton. Hmm. This is bad because like I should be able to like do this like kind of Spanish, it. but I can't really. Los Platos Cortondo from Scarlet from Pokemon Scarlet. Nothing wrong with that. This is the first Pokemon game with like guitars in it. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So yeah, you'll hear that walking around. It's pretty nice. That's pretty good. That's just like an overworld theme? That's just an overworld theme, yeah, for one of the areas, Los Platos. Wow. The plates. Very cool. The plates. Yeah, it's pretty the good. The plates. Pretty good. Uh that's my first that's my first one. Got it got it in, got it out. Who wants to go next? Oh what what one more time. Which Pokemon was that from? That's from Pokemon Scarlet. Pokemon Scarlet. Yes. Got it. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, Nick's adding it to his playlist. 
That's, no, I just wanted to really look it good. up. It was really good. It was good. He loved uh, it. I'm, I'm happy to go next. Okay. We know where the song is going to come from hmm. because there's basically only one thing that I ever play. Um, but I don't think that if you don't play Fortnite that you get the sense of what it is like to log into the game. And it's like you are being called to a fate grander than your own. Like, I expected the Fortnite music because you see the fucking pinata people and the goofy dances and shit. And you expect logging into Fortnite to be like, bum, 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 like, just like dumb bullshit. But mm. instead, you 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 hit that menu screen and this is the triumphant theme that roars out of your headphones. I mean, yeah. How could you not feel like you're supposed to be doing something? Yeah. Like, that's a big, a big theme. It also sounds like you're doing more than just dropping on to an island. Uh, over and over and over again wearing, you know, the costume of a xenomorph or Kylo Ren or Sarah Connor. It feels like, hey, it's time to play a fucking video game. You hear those horns? You hear those violins? Mm -hmm. Get your gun. Let's go. Should make that your, like, alarm sound. When you wake up in the morning. Yeah. It's time to play a fucking video game. I, uh... (laughs) I do tactile alarms. I wear a watch to bed, and then the watch taps me to wake me up. I don't when do like you a- fucking when do you charge the thing? Because I thought about that. I was like, when am I going to charge my watch? I, I charge it when I'm sleeping. No, no, no. You first off, if if you've got the most recent models of the Apple Watch, you can do fast charging. If you plug it in a, to the right, if you plug in a USB USB C, mm-hmm. you know, a big mm-hmm. a big chunky boy outlet adapter, uh, then it takes. I think 25 minutes to get 100%. And yeah. that's, okay. you know, shower, fucking brush your hair. Like, you're done. That's when you charge your watch. Yeah, Nick. Those are things you should probably do. All right. Well, what are my other options? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a tactile alarm. I've never heard of such a thing. Um, that thing's going to have to fucking shake me awake. <laughs> I think you'd be more you'd be surprised how sensitive your wrist is Hmm. like somebody tapping you on the wrist wakes you up, but it doesn't make you immediately like just. It doesn't saturate you with anxiety. Interesting. Maybe I'll try it. I I do no alarm. I wake up with the sun. What? Sunlight. Nature's alarm. Nick usually wakes up in the middle of a field. Also, also strange because he's in a room without sunlight currently. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't sleep in here. Yeah, yeah you do. This is my freaking man cave. Oh, that's, hell yeah, dude. That's the only room of your house, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we know. I used to, when I, when I worked in development, so there, there, you know, like a big part of, of, of 
of when you're when, with an engine is like what you're rendering at any given time. And it's usually like what the camera is looking at. But part of it is like if you like close a door or something, uh, you can unrealize, like basically stop rendering everything on the other side of it. So like the doors open, you're looking outside of it, you know, like like but you, know, you close the door and all of a sudden that just kind of disappears. And for a while, that would give me like weird like uh, uh, like a weird psychosis where where I would fe- have a feeling of like I close the door and like the only thing that exists is everything that's within this room. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of reality has just disappeared because it, it's not being rendered anymore. It's just not realized. Like I would just have that feeling in the real world. Gave me a lot of anxiety for a time. I realize that's kind of solipsistic, but I just like I would I like I just I kind of put put my I just couldn't escape that mindset. I know it's not true. I know the world exists outside of this room with this closed door. No, the world but... disappears when you close your eyes. <laughs> we learned this. Mommy's gone when she covers her, hand, her face with yeah. her hands. That guy yeah. got my nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I, I, I spent all my time playing Persona 5 Royal. I thought about like, oh, I'll throw a track from Sekiro in there or I'll throw a track from a game from Case of the Golden Idol, one of my favorite games from last year on here, just to, you know, uh, to boost that a little bit. But uh, the Persona 5 Royal soundtrack is so fucking good. And I decided to pick all my tracks from that. Wow. Uh, in fact, the playlist I found of the full OST is seven hours and 59 minutes. There's just so much music that has been composed, um, largely by Shoji Meguro, but many of the Royal tracks uh, and I think some of the tracks from the base game are by Toshiki Konishi. And as such, it was impossible to narrow it to just a few tracks. I did my best. Um, I think whatever tracks I pick, people who actually played this game, uh, spent a lot of hours in this game, are going to be like, how could you not have picked blank? Yeah. Um, and I was trying to avoid that, but it's unavoidable because there's so many fucking options and there's so much great music. Like everything you hear well, is just fucking... Delightful. You sent me the full seven-hour playlist, so we're going to listen to that I right did now? send you. We're going to listen to all of that. Yeah, I'll just kind of talk <laughs> over it. I'll explain some more of how I romance Tifumi. <laughs> so the gifts she likes are practical. So, uh, so okay. So uh, the first track I'm going to play, this is one of the overworld themes. This is Tokyo Daylight. Let's, uh, let's play that some bitch. A banger. So fucking good. Ah. So, so good. What I really like... What I really like about the soundtrack as a whole is it sounds contemporary, but not too contemporary. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, you know, it's it's set in late 2010s Tokyo. And the temptation if you're doing something Tokyo is or if you're doing something Tokyo, if you're, doing, if you're doing something contemporary, the temptation is to be like, let's just anchor it right now in this current moment. But if they'd done that and I don't know what the fucking cool music is now these, these days. Well, it's, you know, like, it's like mumbly rap, right? Whatever. If it, if it was like something that's, 
Yeah, it was like a Jack Harlow sort of sound alike. Exactly. Then it would be like this. This is going to feel dated very soon. And it also kind of feels kind of desperate and sweaty that they're trying to make it sound like something that's so right now. So instead, it's kind of like, hey, this is this this kind of acid jazz funk, you know, sort of a sort of soul treatment to the whole soundtrack. Um, And it it just works so fucking well. Uh, And also just like melodically. uh and in terms of chord progression, it's just it's so uh, it's just so sonorous uh, and uh, and 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 beautiful and engaging and and hook filled. I just I fucking love this entire soundtrack. And Tokyo Daylight is uh, a Tokyo highlight. Uh, so that's my first track. <laughs> wow, Matt, let's go to you. Or back to me. Uh, I said we're uh, that I was playing uh, Roller Drum a little bit, and I am. And the music is also fantastic. This is. Echo Basin by Electro Dragon. Here we go. So you're like on skates, going up ramps, doing little flips. You do flips to refill your ammo. And then... You you see enemies on the field, you're like, okay. You start taking them out one by one. You're just blasting them. Oh, hell yeah. You're going fast. It's fantastic. Music in a game like that goes such a long way, and all the music that I've heard in the game is fantastic, but I picked that one. Uh, as as my pick for to represent roller drum, lots of great things going for it. Is it is it what is this free? Is it free to play? What's the roller drum? It's situation? not. It's um. I think it's only on like Steam and PlayStation right now. Okay. Uh, but it's like twenty bucks. I got it for like fifteen bucks or something on sale, and a wish list. Yeah, it's great. It's a lot. It's really a lot of fun. Um, and I can't wait to play it a little more. Get, get, oh, it's got like the cell shaded look. Oh to yeah, it. that's something I haven't mentioned at all. <laughs> it's like the number one thing that's cool about it is <laughs> it's it's like is it's aesthetic. It looks great. Um, it's it's kind of kind of persona persona esque. Yeah. Kind of like um, did you ever play that game Thirteen? Uh, I didn't play Thirteen, but I know I know very much what it looks. It looks like, like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is kind of a jet grind radio sort of sort thing. of yeah, but with set radio with, future instead of spray paint, you're blasting. You got you got a a toolie on your on, on into in both your hands. You got it's a great. heater. Very cool, <laughs> uh, Heather. Back to you. So we're talking Fortnite, right? Huh? But if you're even, if you're even, like. If you even orbit the game, you know that a lot of it is dancing. You know, if you're like my mom, you're like, isn't there like dancing in that game? And there are audio clips that your character emotes to. And were that it were not for Fortnite. You know what, Matt, I just want you to I just want you to press play because. This is what's happening constantly in the background of a game while you're like getting ready to play, right? So you start with this big roar and then you have all these overlapping 
audio tracks that are uh, of songs that are incongruous and if it wasn't for this game I wouldn't have heard any of these songs ever in my life yeah so why don't you like skip forward to like midway through this this compilation like this song well, this is the Macarena bad example everybody's fucking heard Macarena <laughs> But like this song, yeah. I don't take Ubers anymore, which was the only time I ever got exposed to pop music. Sure. But this noise is constantly happening in the background of the game yeah. while you're getting ready to play. And each of these emotes I now have memorized, but have still never heard the actual songs that they're from. Yeah. Because I'm over here listening to lo-fi, jazz, Japanese punk rock music, anime soundtracks, video game soundtracks. So I don't know what any of those songs are, but I would be um, misrepresenting the game if I if I only played that opening, like, thunderous score. Because a lot of the game is classy, bougie, bougie ratchet. Yeah. Played over and over again. Some of that, like, I guess is not stream safe. So if you are, I, there is like a, a, I think you have to turn off the music if you're streaming it on, if you're streaming Fortnite on Twitch, which is one of those weird licensing things where it's like, wait, so the, the, the licensing is okay for it to be played in the game, but not okay for it to be played if you're streaming the game. I just, I don't, I guess I just don't, I don't fucking understand IP law. There but. should be a, a, a mode where you could, um, like t- you, that you select if you're going to stream it and it just plays songs that are like. 100 years old. Yeah, public domain yeah. songs. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> She's a grand old flag. She's a high-flying flag. <laughs> Good night, ladies. Um, <laughs> I went she'll be to- coming around the mountain when she comes. <laughs> Marched in the war and left me a honey. Came back and she had all of my money. <laughs> Honestly, remember when uh, sea shanties were a thing? Online, oh yeah, let's bring back sort of like ragtime kind of tunes. They're funny, a lot of fun. Uh, Nick, what's your next song? Okay, so I wanted to throw a palace theme in there because this is some of the best music in the game. All these different palaces, these big dungeons. You spend a lot of time in them. They are fucking big boys. Mm -hmm. They are big honking. You put a lot of hours into finishing one of these dungeons, and the one I settled on is the character Kaneshiro, who, the you know, the palace is kind of like the visual representation of that person's sin. Uh, his sin is avarice, and his palace is a giant bank. Uh, and he kind of views uh, his uh, all of his customers, so to speak, all of the, the, the marks who he bilks out of their fortunes as walking sentient ATMs. And the track that plays while you're inside uh, Kaneshiro's palace is called Price. Let's play that. All right, so you start with this little groove. This is good. It's fun. This is nice. Oh! Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. But wait. 
Oh. Hell yeah. Nick going off, like, with his fucking double read. <laughs> yeah, this is a certified banger. Fucking incredible. It's fucking good. Good how, stuff. How does that game yeah. do so many things, like, perfectly? It's, it is staggering to think about. Well, that that's why that's you know I think that's what elevates something to a masterpiece. It's just like every fucking element is working. You know, the art, the music, the gameplay, the storytelling, the voice acting, the sound design. It's all coming together, and that's very much the case here. I didn't even talk about like the the you know we're doing the sound segment, but the animation in this game. There's so many fucking animations. There you get if it's raining, uh, your player character has an umbrella, yeah. and when you get to a different to a building. There's an animation for him to get under an overhang and put his umbrella away, fold it up before you walk into an interior. It's just like they did not have to do no. that. They could have just crossfaded to them being in the interior, but it, they were like, no, nah, we're going to throw in this extra layer, layer of detail that's present in every element of this game, including the soundtrack, uh, which is just absolutely fucking stellar. Uh, I, 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 I absolutely love that track, and, and I love this entire soundtrack. And that's why I picked all Persona. Uh, Matt, wh what's your next pick? Okay, my next pick, I said that I was playing Pokemon Fire Red because so, I wanted a more classic Pokemon experience. And I'm getting that here. And there's nothing more classic than the music from Mount Moon. But with the Game Boy Advance chipset, here we go. Wow. How did they do it? What did they do? Wizards. Good. That squelch in the back? Ugh. And you know, you're sort of in a dark mountain, so this is getting actually kind of scary now. So I'm gonna turn this off. The improvement in audio fidelity going from 8-bit to 16-bit is just so fucking enormous. Yeah. It's just, and and yeah, you hear some of those 8-bit tracks, you know, remixed or like Super Mario All-Stars when they took a lot of those 8-bit tracks and used the Super Nintendo chipset. It's just like, fuck, man, this sounds so fucking good. Yep. I love that. Uh, Heather. Beautiful stuff. What's your what's your what's your next song? So my final song for our trio of songs comes from the other game that I'm playing, which is Sonic Frontiers. Now, if you've played Sonic in the past, you might think I'm about to drop some like poppy bullshit or you're like, oh, it's going to have lyrics like you got to go fast. <laughs> if you don't go fast, you're going to lose <laughs> shit like that. Sonic's dad is a robot. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but in the same way that Mary, upon watching this game, said, what, 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 why? It looks like Sonic was dropped into some other game. The music is also feels like it was that game and not the Sonic game. Sonic is in a game. It's Kingdom Hearts, but Sonic. He's he's been dropped off in a world 
and we're along for the ride running Sonic through this place. And this track uh, is from uh, the sort of overworld theme while you're just running around and exploring. And I fucking love it. And I put it into my headphones and I play it outside of playing the game because it's got just a good feeling. And I'd love you to start at like, I don't know, like a minute 15 into the track. Here we go. Fucking Sonic running at full speed. Dropping all his rings. With, with the with the old ring sound still in the game. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. <laughs> his little feet. <laughs> it's yeah. raining. I hope. It's like what plays with, with when McConaughey's in the Tesseract and in Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Except he sees like a digitized Amy. Yeah. <laughs> no. It feels like uh like coffee talk on a on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Like right, right, it's yeah. raining outside and like you're getting like little dialogue about like oh, I really like a latte. Um sure, a mermaid. It's just <laughs> one of the elements that doesn't go together, but somehow makes for one big, beautiful hole for Sonic Frontiers. I get, like that's such good, like writing music. It's yeah. so good. So that's my third track. Nick. Wow. We're going to you. Boy, it was so hard to to narrow this to three tracks um, from the soundtrack. So I didn't. Uh, I have two more. <laughs> um, my first one is uh, Layer Cake. This is what plays when you go into the weapons shop. Sinister sounding. Let it breathe a little bit, though. Look, if you're a fan of bass lines, oh, yeah, this soundtrack has fucking bass lines for days. It like sounds like a Franz Ferdinand song. Hmm. Somebody online will agree. <laughs> there, that's like it, it, it. Just you know, goes to the level of detail that like first off, you just go into the. This is where you're. This is like in played for one interior, and it just like is this amazing track. Uh, and then also within this interior, there's an NPC who you can build a social link with that is like this crazy like you know. It just heartrending story mm-hmm. that I get really engaged by. Um, and also, you know, gives you gameplay effects if you play through it. I don't know. It's a, a, the, so that one's great. That's Layer Cake. And then the, I, I want to play something from the Royal content. So I'll be very obtuse in terms of uh, describing when this is playing. Uh, but the track's name is So Happy World. And perhaps this world is not so happy. Mm. Let's play this one.
That's really nice. A commonality with a lot of these tracks is that it just sort of starts in this like pocket of groove that you just kind of could vamp in all day. And it's like the track could just be this. We could just be kind of kind of sitting here. But then at a certain point, a melody kicks in and it just kind of takes it to another yeah. level. Um, it's a trick they do over and over again, and it always fucking works. So, yeah, that's that's music from Persona 5 Royal. Hey, maybe you know what? I bet if you even if you don't like the game. And again, I think you'll probably like the game because it's fucking incredible. Yes. But even if you don't like the game, uh, you'll like the soundtrack. Also, like I'm encouraging people to play a game that has been out for several years now. I know that. I know I'm late to the party on this, but also it just came to Game Pass yeah. and just got ports to modern consoles. So, you know, now's a new opportunity to uh, to visit it for the first time or revisit it if you if you never played the Royal content. Uh, well, hey, that was some music from what we've been playing. And we know you got some questions, so it's time for the question block. Ding! All right, I, so I sourced these from Discord. Here we go. I gotta scroll all the way to the top. How do I get? Is there? How do we get on the Discord? Is there a link somewhere? Uh, I think it's Discord.gg/getplayed. I think. Oh, okay. It's linked right. on our social media. You'll you'll see it. It's in the show notes. Certainly, you can go to the show notes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. There's plenty of places to get it. Right, but also like it, it, people feel free to just at you personally on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, go ahead right? and at me on Twitter. I won't fucking see it. <laughs> Do it until your fucking hands bleed. See if I give a shit. Oh man, I'm not there. I'm checking in on stuff, but I'm not participating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. First one from one of our moderators, Drop King. What's up, DK? Robert. The last weapon you used in a game is your utensil for all your meals. What is it? Oh, no. I'm just going to be firing a gun into my mouth. <laughs> at the food first. Right? Well, you got to well, get the, the food in there. The question is did I play Sonic last or did I play Fortnite last? Now, this is the question. If, if it's Sonic, then the weapon is my body and I can eat with my hands. That's yeah, fine. That works. But if it was Fortnite, it's either a giant hammer or a gun. And it's really scary to think of like trying to eat spaghetti with a gun. Mm-hmm. Tell that to the freaking mafia. Um, I'm, you know, I'm playing Sekiro right now. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of the last thing I did in my most recent play session. And I think it involved the grappling hook. Uh, so I think my, my, uh, my prosthetic arm that's also got a grappling hook attachment uh, is what I'm using to uh, feed myself. And you know what? Could do a lot worse. Hey, I could have my plate across the room if I wanted. Go ahead and grapple some pasta into my mouth. See, I'm I'm going grappling hook from Sekiro. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I think I was playing Horizon Forbidden West last. So whatever that spear thing Aloy has, that could work. Not ideal, right? But it could. I could. I could. I could. I could use that to like pick up a piece yeah. of chicken or something. Yeah, you just. This is all doable. Stick yeah. it, and then you you put the you put the the spear on a table and you go down to the end of it and you nibble on the end of it. Yeah. The, oh yeah, it's better than what spear. I was thinking. I was like holding it. Well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this on video, uh, but like the way you can imagine how my hands how my hands were. Sure. Um, yeah. But I I was thinking about yeah holding it. It's a long spear, but holding it toward the end where the food is. So there's a there's a big length that I'm not holding, but it just doesn't work. 
Yours is better. Look, if you think if you think in video game weapons, generally we're talking like sharp, blunt, or like projectile, right? And I think we've all stumbled into having sharp as our answer, which I think is helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you got if you got a fucking uh, a, a, a fucking burst rifle, that's not going to do you any no. good. But if you just got a little uh, a, a katana, you can make that work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, this next one's from Rex. Hi Rex. Hi Rex. What is the weirdest controller you've used, and how much did it increase the enjoyment of what you were playing? Hmm. I had some. I'm thinking back on uh, on like PC gaming pre 2000 when there wasn't like a like it wasn't like the standardized controller setup. There were a lot of like joysticks was the big was the was the main uh, way of uh, controlling, you know, games that didn't use a mouse and keyboard. And so a lot of those were kind of like based on flight sim style record like controllers um, I certainly used a, I had like a Thrustmaster joystick, which I used to play like Tie Fighter and Wing Commander. Yeah. You know that, that I used to play a lot of PC games. But the one I was trying to think of, and and it is a, uh, I fuck, I think it was a Logitech, but I honestly I'm not sure the manufacturer. But there was a mouse that was designed for like playing like you know like Wolfenstein style games, and it was like like early FPS. Uh, where you would use a mouse for uh, for control, uh, or, or or for where you were looking, um, and uh, it was basically a mouse that was anchored like with a like to a pedestal, like had like a little pillar that went down from it, and so it limited its range of movement. Like it was like 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 kind of like it was a joystick, except that you had like kind of that that little range of movement that you would for a mouse pad. It was really fucking strange. I'm gonna look it up. I'm not sure what what terms to use in Bing, uh, but it was like so like like uh, I, if anyone knows what the fuck I'm talking about and wants to send a link to it. Um, uh, but I used that one for a little bit and it was one of those things where in theory, I was like, oh, this looks great. This is exactly what I need. Uh, I'm not going to have to, you know, I'm move my mouse and then like reset it on the pad all the time because I yeah. run out of runway. Uh, but it, 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 it did not work in practice. Um, that's the first, that's one thing I think of. I'm sure I have other answers that'll come to me. My, the first thing that, that appears in my head is the Hori slime controller, mm-hmm. which is a Dragon Quest slime, uh, and you and the the controller is on the underside of the slime. It is a round controller, and uh, I played with it briefly, and it is unenjoyable. It it looked cool as hell, though. It looks great. But it w- it was an unenjoyable experience. Um, you you expect it to be like kind of nice because it, your hands sort of naturally take that round shape, but it was too thick. It's too thick. Mm. Too heard thick. that before. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Talking about my big ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Logitech <Sure>. Cyberman <laughs> is what I was thinking of. Let me sit, let me share a picture of, of this with you guys so you can see what I'm talking about. Um, so uh, 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 uh. 
Can you see this bad boy? Oh yeah. It's like a yeah, so it it's it's got like a plastic base to it. And then it's the the mouse is attached to it and then your range of movement is like now I'm now I'm thinking like did it rotate? I I remember it sliding on a plane, like a flat plane, but maybe it rotated like a joystick. Um uh, with a ball joint, but yeah, it was, it was kind of a weird like trackball slash mouse hybrid that just did not work yeah. in practice. I uh, that was that one was fucking weird as shit. Um, my weirdest controller because I didn't really play have a lot of experience with it. The Nintendo sixty four controller. I still don't know how to hold that damn thing. Heyo, low key a weird one. It's a weird one. Um. This one's from Not Rock. This next question. Oh wait, I have another answer, oh. which is just uh, the the and uh, weirdest slash coolest. But you know, two music peripherals back in the heyday of music games, uh, the Samba de Amigos, uh, a Maracas. Oh yeah, uh, that one was fucking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. weird good, and good. awesome. And uh, the the but the but more so the Donkey Konga bongos. Oh, yeah, and also that they released a fucking platformer that you played with the bongos is so cool and is like the kind of, you know, in our our old worst and weirdest format is definitely qualifies as one of the weirdest ones. If we all had uh, Donkey Konga bongos at the ready, which I'm sure Heather probably has behind her. I have no. Within arm's reach. I wish I had the note in front of me. Somebody sent us some Donkey Konga bongos to the old Earwolf office and I have them. They're in the trunk of my car right now. It's fucking Yeah, so we could do it. (laughs) We, wow. Yeah. I don't know if they sent the game. They might have, but I have the bongos. Um, so if you're listening to this and I forgot uh, your name because we got it maybe like a you know a year ago or something, uh, I apologize, but I do have it and I thank you. Wow. Um, this next question is from Not Rock. You're bargaining for your soul in a devil went down to Georgia type scenario. What game do you play? I already know my answer. Go for it, Matt. It's Tony Hawk. The devil sure. is not going to get me. I will grab. I will flip. I will grind. For my life. And the devil will never will never get me. Never. So I gotta beat this devil in some sort of battle of skill for my soul? That, That's the scenario? Yes. And the get like the devil's like, uh, you pick a. It's up to you what the contest yeah. is. But if I win, I get your eternal soul. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> you get it. This is tricky. Um, my big thing is that I would want to. I would want it to be. I would consider it being like some sort of tactical game because then I could slow down and think through each move. But I also feel like that's the sort of scenario if I if it's something turn based where the devil would like use his devilish wits to put me in some sort of unwinnable scenario, and the idea of having to take a turn when I know that I'm going to lose, like that feels like a a a, a hellish punishment in and of itself. So yeah, I'm I'm a little worried that if I take something that's like a tactical game, I will be outwitted. So I just honestly go back and like, let's play fucking melee. Wow! And you know what? Let's let melee five stock. <clears throat> I'm I'll pick Jigglypuff and I'll fucking give it my best shot. I wonder who the devil's main is. 
It's a great question. Um, who's the most annoying character? I don't know. You know what? The, the devil would the devil would just pick like Falco or Fox. He'd just pick like the S tier oh, character. Oh, yeah, for sure. Meta knife. I don't trust the devil not to have extraordinary skills. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. Like I I, I imagine an <laughs> eternal being who has all of the energy of of hell to be able to beat me at any game that I choose where it is skill-based. Mm -hmm. So I think I would play my odds and say, let's play digital Yahtzee. Wow. Interesting choice. Because it's a 50-50 game with a tiny, tiny bit of skill involved, which is just like, which ones am I going to choose? But otherwise, it's absolutely random. And I think I have a better chance of beating the devil at Yahtzee than I do at beating the devil at any of the games that I think I'm good at. Yeah, just going completely random, although I could see him like kind of changing the fucking dice or something. No, no, no. Doing something devious. But there. then we're not playing the game. Like if it's mm, if it's okay. a legitimate playing of the game that he can't affect the digital dice. Because otherwise he automatically forfeits by not actually beating me at the game. So he has to play regular Yahtzee. I'm I'm looking at the Smash Brothers tier list now and remembering that Meta Knight, who I just mentioned is possibly an S tier character, is not actually in Smash Brothers Melee, uh, which he's not he doesn't appear until Brawl. Wow. Which speaks to how long it's been since I played Melee, and so I'd probably get shithoused <laughs> by the devil uh, if I went in cold. So I should I'm going to change my answer to uh, hentai puzzle game. Oh, my God, which I'm maybe the best in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Internationally ranked. Uh, And that's that's it. Uh, You know, we got a lot of questions on our discord. It's always a flood of questions and we can't always get to all of them. But I appreciate everybody asking them. And maybe uh, maybe we'll dip back into some of these later on uh, for in in another episode. But thanks for writing in. Uh, You know where to find the discord link. And Nick, I'll kick it over to you. Feel free to add, like, also, anyone wants to, to ask a non-gaming question. Yeah. We'll answer a non-gaming Absolutely. question. Got a fucking, hey, favorite fast food fries. We can no. tackle that. There, there aren't other podcasts talking no. about that. We can be I, the one. I would like to hear what we all have to say about that, actually. God but damn not right it. Now. I, now I want French fries. Me too. Just the mention of French fries. The the answer is McDonald's, but you know McDonald's is in McDonald's tier, so it's kind of like what's the answer after McDonald's? Yeah. That's the way I think Reci- of it. And my answer is Arby's curly fries. I think Arby's seasoned curly fries are. Delightful. I recently had it's a local chain. It's not a chain really, but it's a local restaurant. Had some fries at Rick's. You know Rick's. Mm. I don't Rick's know. Rick's looks like a burger stand. Uh, it's over there on uh, on Riverside Drive. Uh, it's. The fries were fucking incredible. And I was with my buddy and he was like, get there, Thousand Island for the fries. And I was in hog heaven. That's fucking rad. Awesome. Yeah, to- Tommy's, which is like a, you know, a, a LA centered burger chain. And there's a bunch of ripoffs. It's like LA's version of, of Ray's pizza that got ripped off as like original Ray's and famous original Ray's. So there's a bunch of Tommy's clones. But one of them is called Big Tommy's. And Big Tommy's has fucking awesome fries. Heather, you got a fast food fry favorite? Hmm. 
I like In-N-Out fries, guys. Hey, me too. I like them too. I love an In-N-Out fry. I like a potato taste. I don't yeah, like McDonald's great. fries because they don't taste like potato. I want a potato tasting fry. Interesting. I like them both, but I but I also I understand why In-N-Out fries are polarizing. And if someone's like, I like In-N-Out except the fries suck, I'm not going to argue with them. No. And you know what, Nick? If I see, if I mm-hmm. hear this on your other show, you clip this audio and you put it on the other show, I'll see you in court. Other show. <laughs> I only know Get Played, and that's this week's Get Played. Links to our Discord and Twitch and social media are in this episode description. Uh, and this month's We Play, You Play is Sonic Frontiers, coming Monday, January 30th. I uh, want to thank Jordan Duffy. Welcome to the team, Jordan, yes. Welcome. for engineering this episode. Hi, uh, hi, Jordan. How are you doing there? Devin Bryant has departed, but we have a, 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 a fucking a stellar replacement. So, Jordan, great to have you on board. Follow on Instagram at Jordan K. Duffy. And I'll also shout out uh, Abby Aguilar in the studio here. Thank you for uh, recording me. Thank, thank you, Abby. Thank you very much. And uh, check out our premium show, Get Animated. Heather, we're making our way through the Evangelion rebuilds. Yeah, we are about to drop Evangelion 2.22 next week on Get Animated, the second of the rebuilds, and maybe my personal favorite. Ooh. Well, interesting, because I've heard what you said about it. Uh (laughs) Guys, I didn't leave. Is that all right? I thought... I mean, I, we've, we've seen you just kind of hanging around. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I just wanted to know. You, you need me to outro pretzels. the show? No, we don't need that. You can find Get Played by uh, any of your favorite listening apps. You follow us online at GetPlayedPod on Twitter.com. Uh, yeah, get, if you want to listen to Get Animated, why don't you, why don't you check it out on Get on patreon.com slash get played. We did all of this. Okay, that actually, yeah. You did. It's helpful to reiterate yeah. it, but. You did? I think. What were you, were you, were, you didn't have headphones on. You were just munching on pretzels. And munching is generous. You were crunching on those things. It's like Cookie yeah. Monster. There's pretzels hey guys, covered in pretzel crumbs. You're disgusting. You got played. Am I right? <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. 